Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast for the match between Tiger and Phil. This is a good one. Let's get to it. What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB here. This is the Match Podcast, previewing the the Tiger and Phil match going down on at Shadow Creek on Friday after Thanksgiving. It's going to be a good time. Before we get into that, we are going to talk about Charles Howell III's victory at the RSM Classic, how pumped we are for that, and who is winning my PXG putter and how that all went down. It's a good time. Pat drinks an entire bottle of rosé in this one and somehow manages to keep his composure for most of it. And our friends at mybookie.ag gave us 19, I think, prop bets for this, for, for, for the match for Tiger Phil per request like six hours ago to get ready for the podcast. So big shout out to mybookie.ag for doing that. And we're going to go through all 19 prop bets and talk about the ones we like, the ones we don't, where we're putting our money on the Tiger Phil stuff, including over under on how many F-bombs Tiger drops. Um, over under on how many club twirls t- Tiger has. And obviously all the other legitimate prop bets that are out there, we're going to hit those as well. It's going to be a really good time. Big shout out to my bookie for taking care of us on that one. This is a fun episode. This is going to be a fun thing. We're also going to sell you on why in the world you should be watching the match. And we're going to give some some we're going to give some heat to the haters out there who say the match is stupid and there's no reason you should spend your $20 on it. Give me a freaking break. By the way, this is an explicit podcast. Don't let your kids listen to this one. Have a great Thanksgiving. If anything, we are thankful for you guys for listening and supporting this podcast. We really appreciate it. Enjoy your families and enjoy this podcast. All right, everybody, it is time. It is the Tour Junkies podcast coming back at you once again. We're going to have a fantastic show tonight. David Barnett here. I've got my buddy, my um, my partner in crime here at the Tour Junkies, Pat Perry. How, how goes it, buddy? It goes well. It goes well. It goes well. You know what? I'm, I'm going to start the tone. I'm going to establish a tone on this podcast right You did that last week when you sang to me. That was pretty good. Yeah, well, I'm going to do it again, and it's just it's going to be different than singing to you. I'm probably going to drink a little more than I usually do in this one. (laughs) Yes. So, yes. The listeners out there may want to make sure they pay attention to the very end, because I'm sure that uh, by that time... I'm just, yeah. I'm just not, I'm not holding back. You know, we got Thanksgiving coming up. One of my favorite holidays. Actually, it is my favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Okay. So, what's your well, fa- good, what's your favorite ho- holiday? God, I'm already freaking slurring words, and it's we're 38 <laughs> seconds in. <laughs> Does Masters Week count as a favorite holiday? Uh, that would probably be my favorite holiday. Um, I don't know. I. <sighs> hmm. There's just something oh, about friend. Thanksgiving with the you know having family around, yeah. watching football. Just I don't know. I like it. And I just love it. Yeah, I definitely like Thursday of Thanksgiving is a lot of fun. I guess I like Christmas maybe the most because just because I mean you you have football going on there. The NBA usually has some pretty nice matchups. I mean you don't have football on Christmas Day most of the time, but around there you do. Yeah. Um, Bowl games. I don't know. Bowl games, you know, got kids, so Christmas is fun with the kids. So I don't know, Christmas is probably, probably my favorite. But I would, I would say, uh, I would say Thanksgiving's a close, close second, definitely a close second. Okay. Um, 
Well, Pat, we're going to have a fantastic show tonight. We're going to talk predominantly about the Tiger-Phil match. But before we do that, we gotta we got to talk about the RSM Classic. Our, our boy, Charles Howell III, came through for the first time in 11 years and won the RSM Classic on the second playoff hole after looking like on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon when he teed off, he was just completely collapsing. Three over through the first two holes. We had all these people on Twitter blowing us up about it. And, man, the guy just fought back. He had a horrible lie in the trap at one point, embedded, uh, buried ball in the sidewall of a bunker, got up and down from there, had another drive that he just striped down the fairway sitting in a sand-filled divot. He just got bad break after bad break, and it felt like the golf gods were smiling down on our buddy Charles Howell, who uh, is, is a friend of the podcast, friend of the Tour Junkies, and... They're just I tweeted it. Like there just wasn't anybody that I would have rather seen win on that day than Charles Howell the third. And I was really happy about it. As I know you were, it was an emotional it was an emotional victory, I think, for both of us. Oh yeah. It, it was. I mean, you know, a guy like that who's just a, a great guy. I mean, you you've listened to the sh- the interviews he's been on with us. Just so easy to talk to and 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 speaks from the heart and but has struggled to win and has had that on his back for such a long time. I mean, he came out. I don't think people remember, because it was so long ago, really, how much hype was around him when he came out of college. I mean, he was he was the next stud, I mean, right after Tiger. And, you know, he and Tiger went head-to-head a lot when they were amateurs. And, and you know, they were – I mean, t- Charles was a prodigy. I mean, I grew up around him at, at, at the Augusta Country Club. That's, that's where he played. And I, I saw him – and he practiced a ton, and just you knew from the very start at a very young age that, that this is what he was going to be doing. And it's it's been a, I think in his eyes it's probably been a disappointing career, but we call him the human ATM machine because he's made a ton of money and he's made like seventy yeah. percent of his cuts, but just hasn't won. And so to see him win and and, and win like he did, you know, because he got into playoff a couple years ago at the Quicken Loans and, and lost to Cal Stanley. Uh, and that was after an injury when nobody really kind of expected it. But but now he's been working on his game a ton, and it's just after that way he started, I was like, oh, here we go again. And that's what he told yeah. himself. He was like, oh, here we go. I'll just let me just have a, a fun day today and just try to do whatever. But to, he he pulled it out, and yeah, I was definitely a little bit emotional seeing him win. I think he he deserves it with as hard as he works. And I hope we uh, I hope we see many more. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, me too. And 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 obviously the the story running alongside that, if you're a Tour Junkies follower, is the PXG putter giveaway, Pat, that uh, that I, I spontaneously threw out there on Saturday night. Um, here here's what happened. You know, we talked. We we actually tweeted on Thursday morning before they teed off that Charles had. Uh, had made a club change. He had left PXG after a few years. He was one of the first guys on PXG. Left PXG after a few years, went back to Titleist where he grew up playing those clubs, quite familiar with them, and uh, had some success earlier in his career. Went back to Titleist. And, uh, so I, I on Saturday night when he had a one-shot lead, I got on the interwebs and I said, hey, if Charles Howell can leave PXG and go back to Titleist, then, then maybe I can. And so I threw out a contest, and if you weren't paying attention on social media, if you guys don't follow us on social media, which I know a bunch of you don't uh, because you don't, you're, not in, you're not on social media or whatever, but 
you, you miss out on stuff. So I basically have a custom PXG putter that was custom fit for me at the PXG headquarters at Scott in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's about a $500 putter. And I put it on the line and said, if Charles Howell wins this golf tournament and you follow us on Instagram, like the post, and, and, and comment with three buddies that also love golf, uh, that I would I would pick a winner and I would give you my PXG putter if Charles Howell won, and we had a tremendous response, Pat. Over uh, almost twelve thousand people reached from the uh, from the Instagram video alone. Much less the story we did. We did some IGTV. We did some Twitter. Uh, it was a good time. We had a lot of people participate on uh, on Instagram. Around one hundred and fifty five of you commented. And in fact, what really what really made it fun is shortly after we posted it. We didn't talk to Charles about this. We did not talk to Charles about this ahead of time. Uh, but shortly after we posted it, he saw the video and commented that he would be sweetening the pot, if you will, if he won. That he would add more than a putter to the, to the winner of our contest when he won. Um, then he confirmed that for us again on Sunday morning. He texted us Sunday morning and said, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw some throw some, uh, some prizes at your winner if I can pull this off as well. Uh, just such a great guy. And such that was a nice cool guy. Of him, by the way. I mean, Sunday Very morning. Very cool of him. <laughs> Sunday morning, yeah. And, I mean, we didn't ask him either. Like, we didn't ask him to do this. I w- didn't ask him at all. Uh, he just he volunteered. So it just goes to show you what a great guy he was. And, and listen, I genuinely wanted the guy to win. Like, I really did. I really wanted him to win. And, there, and you no like that putter. I've putted really, really well with that putter. I'm going to be honest with you. I had a couple people message us and be like, yeah, I had a buddy. He left PXG. He said they suck. And I, said, I don't know. I've never really played their clubs, but the putter, I have been putting very, very well with it. Now, I know putters can come and go. Um, it's kind of a juju thing with a putter more so than with other clubs in your bag, but I played really well with it. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I've already ordered um, a replacement putter because I – I, I'm not going to leave PXG, so here's the press conference moment. Uh, I am, I am, I am keeping my talents within PXG as, in terms of the putter. Um, they've not offered me any kind of deal for that. Uh, they're not paying me, believe it or not. But Is, did you um, use TJ money for this? Yes, I did. Just like I did the first one. It's a promotional expense. We can write it off, Pat. We can write it off. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got Don't a few expenses. That. I got to run by you after the show. Hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've already ordered one because I, I, I really do love that putter. Um, but here's the deal. Um, I, I really wanted to have known by now what Charles was throwing in so that we can announce it on the podcast. Unfortunately, we do not know. So I don't know what Charles is throwing in, which for everyone who does, who, who did not win, you will probably be glad that you didn't hear it. But, uh, I know for our winner, they're probably very curious as to what is getting added to the, uh, you know, to the putter. So uh, I have a feeling it'll ado, be pretty cool. I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Without further ado, the the winner of the PXG putter contest, who commented on our Instagram feed, liked our liked our uh, our post, was already following us, is at Michael Lechner. At Michael Le- Lechner or Lechner Lech probably Lechner. It I think, like I think Lechner is probably the, the, the better bet. Yes. Okay. So it's, it's him. Um, he is the winner of my PXG and whatever else Charles Howell III decides to send to him. And so we really appreciate all of you who, 
who played along. Um, very cool of you, and it was really cool of Charles Howell. And it was a fun contest. Thanks for sharing it. It was a really fun contest. Um, yeah, anything else on that, Pat? No, I mean, it's, it's good stuff. Congratulations, Michael, and uh, I hope you enjoy that PXG. I think yeah. I, I kind of wish you weren't like you weren't going to get a new one because then it would be like something you were going to be without and I don't know. Now it's not as much of a sacrifice. Well, I can't play golf without a putter, so I have to have a putter. Yeah, but I mean, you I, got like five putters. No, I have I have three others, and one of them is super old, and the other one I just don't really like. It was given to us, and then the other one. I like, but I, I, I'm just been putting really well with it. It's the only part of my game right now that's doing well. Everything else is garbage. Okay, so there you go. Uh, before we get into the Tiger-Phil matchup, we really want to thank Peter Millar because Peter Millar has stuck it out with us this entire season pretty much, and we really appreciate them. And are reminding you, begging you one last time, fall is in the air. You need some. You need some. You probably need a new wardrobe. When's the last time you really you really took inventory of your wardrobe? If you haven't worn it in the last year, get it out of your closet and replace it with some Peter Millar. Especially the Perth pullover. There's the vest that we talked about last uh, last week. If you go to petermillar.com/tourjunkies, you can see some of our favorite items there. But the Perth pullover is the most versatile item on that webpage that that we like in terms of being able to keep you comfy in the fall and the winter. You can wear it on the golf course and not feel restricted in your swing. And then you can wear it out to dinner at night with your lady or with your with your man. We got a couple females that listen to this show. So you maybe or you you know, you could also wear a Perth pullover. They're they're very uh, uh what's the word? Not um not transsexual. What's the word? When they cross over both? <laughs> what's the word? I don't know. <laughs> uh like like gender like not gender specific. What's the what's the word I'm thinking of? People, people are listening right now shouting the words that I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Not transsexual, not, not bisexual. Not bisexual, like... Uh, no, what is the word that, the, for, that like, could go both ways? Like, not asexual. Jeez. Um, i, I got to Google this. Man, you're struggling. You're Google struggling. This? How do you even Google? No, I can't Google that. Whoops, 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 whoops. Uh, applies. How do you Google this? Applies to both men... And women. What's the word I'm thinking of for the Perth pullover? Gender neutral. Gender neutral. neutral. Gender neutral. It's a gender neutral pullover. Wow. (laughs) That may have been your best ad read I've ever heard you do. (laughs) That was actually not a read. That was legit. I mean, not Uh, a read, but I mean, you were... They may not sponsor us anymore after this. Um... But anyway, we, we like it. We, we enjoy the Perth pullover. So do yourself a favor. Get the Perth pullover and go to tourjunkies.com or PeterMillar slash tourjunkies.com. PeterMillar.com slash tourjunkies. I just really have to God, get it up. together. Dude. But you go there. Check out all the other stuff we like. Okay, go over there. PeterMillar.com slash tourjunkies. Okay, that's what it is. Check out all the stuff we like. Use the link and you get complimentary shipping and a free Peter Millar hat. That's Peter Millar, M-I-L-L-A-R dot com slash tour junkies. Peter Millar dot com slash tour junkies. Perth pullover can be gender neutral. There you go. Do you feel like you play better golf when you're wearing Peter Millar? Because I do. I, well, you definitely feel like a million bucks. Like, yeah. And if you, you feel, feel like, like, like... Yeah. You feel like, you know, you probably feel like Brant Snedeker. Like, you know, some rich 
country club white guy short knocking it around the fairway. I feel a little more like uh you know, like a like a Cameron champ. You know what I mean? Well, I guess, but I don't know. It makes I don't know. I I, I play better than Peter Millar. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can speak for everyone else, but oh, good, good for you. Uh, well, we're not here to talk about that. What we are here to talk about, and the rest of the show will be dedicated to the Tiger versus Phil, the match. Okay, it is here. It is Capital One's the match, which is really stupid to say. So that's going to be the last time I say it. But we are going to break down this this match, Pat. Um, let's let's give let's give some basics okay everybody knows what's going on right um tiger versus phil for nine million dollars winner gets nine million dollars of real money not the other person's money but it is real money that they're going to win from sponsors and all the people who have their you know their hands in this whole thing um it's being played at shadow creek golf course in las vegas which is a absolutely stunning track from what i can tell and from what i hear um, it looks looks very very pretty. Um, so here's the deal: you're gonna have. Let's talk about. Let's actually talk about the format first. 18 hole match play. Okay, so not not a stroke play event. Match play event. Um, there. Here's what's interesting: no gallery, no audience, no nobody watching. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming there's gonna be. Well, actually, here we already know this. We already know that the. Uh, the broadcast will feature Ernie Johnson, who I love Ernie Johnson. This is a TNT Bleacher, uh, or not, yeah, Bleacher Report kind of production. So Ernie Johnson, who does NBA on TNT, I absolutely love Ernie Johnson. He's great. great. Guy. He's a he's a Georgia guy too. He's a bulldog. Yeah, I, I, I never knew he did golf though. Has he ever done another golf? I have event, never seen him do golf, which this could be interesting. But I, I, I have a take Ernie by Johnson. the way on the no gallery thing, but we'll get to that later. So. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. You okay, want- so what I'm getting at is like no gallery. You're going to have Tiger Phil, the caddies, obviously. Ernie Johnson's on play-by-play. Darren Clark and Peter Jacobson as analysts. So I'm assuming those guys will be in the booth. But Shane Bacon and Natalie Golbus will be reporters. I'm guessing you know each assigned to uh, you know to, to Phil and one to Tiger, and they'll be on the grounds with them. But other than that, like I'm wondering how many people are actually going to be on the golf hole outside of you know production. It, it, it's not going to be that many. So what's your take on the no gallery? Well, first off, I mean, there is, there's been a lot of talk, like, you know, kind of just hating on the fact that there's no gallery. Let me tell you something. From, from watching a Ryder Cup, which is, is, is fantastic to watch, but there's only four groups on the course at one time. This is only <laughs> one group on the course, and it would get a huge amount. There would be a huge amount of people if they allowed a gallery in there. And if you were part of that gallery, you would hate it. You would not, because... You can't see golf. I mean, there's only there's only one group on the course. I mean, so it really doesn't make sense to even have gallery out there. I mean, maybe from like a, a standpoint of, you know, whatever, a great shot and you hear the cheers and whatever. But I don't think that really matters in an event like this. I think it's more about the players themselves and about the interaction with the caddies and whoever and each other because they're going to be mic'd up and everything. So I just don't think gallery matters. It's not it's not like a normal tournament. And if you yourself were going to go out there, I'm telling you, you would have an awful experience. You, you would not have a good experience trying to well, watch this. Well, they, they'd, they'd have to severely limit the amount of people within Yeah, the you gallery, couldn't you but, couldn't put like 200,000 people out there. There's no way. Yeah, but at the same time, I I think the best part about no gallery is that it, it's designed so that we can hear everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's less about the vibe 
you know, on the course or making it feel like a normal tour event. This is not going to feel like a normal tour event. And it should so we can hear everything. We don't miss a word exchange between Tiger and Phil or caddies and the players or whatever that may be. I mean, if you know, if somebody's sinking a big putt and the gallery's going nuts and Tiger throws a heater at Phil, like we want to be able to hear it. So yeah. and there's I no commercials either. So you're you, and no commercials. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess we should have mentioned that. Obviously, pay-per-view. Yeah, you guys know that by now. I mean, I think I think the ga- gallery out there is just a huge distraction, and, and it's you just can't think of it like a normal tournament. So, right. throw out your opinion of whether or not a gallery should even be there because that's just that's just not what it is. So it's going to get started at 3 p.m. Eastern, right? Um, Correct. 3 p.m. Eastern time for the the match there there's going to be a pre-show as well which I'm super excited about the pre-show. The pre-show is being hosted by Samuel L Jackson and Charles Barkley. They're literally I I am super excited about that. I wish I wish they would use them for the actual match. I was about to say the same thing. Like you talk about getting out there maybe talking some pre-show smack. is going to be lit af. Yes. That is going to be a lit show. <laughs> Um, By the way, I wish you know you mentioned Darren Clark and Peter Jacobson as a- analysts. I wish they would like let them because they're probably not going to let them drink, especially Darren Clark. Oh, be so good. That would be so awesome. I mean, it, it, at that point, they might as well hire Bob Minery to do the commentary for you know if they're going to let those guys drink, which would be pretty off. pretty good as which well. Which would also be amazing, yeah. but I don't know that I don't know that it would. And Shane Bacon and Natalie will be good. Shane's probably a little too serious for this kind of thing because i think he's great i think he's literally he's all these other folks i mean except for maybe peter jacobson are kind of a part of a show i guess but i think of shane bacon is is a pretty legit broadcaster well shane's the next jim nance yeah i mean ernie's a good broadcaster too but i feel like i feel like shane is he's shane's a golf guy yeah and so i don't i don't know but he did jim nance yeah he did he did um what was it? What was that terrible show on Golf Channel that he was the comment? Oh, Shot Makers. Oh, Shot Makers. <laughs> oh God, I feel bad for him. We won't hold that against them. Everybody needs a paycheck every now and then. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So the the only other thing really to mention, I think, in terms of the format, is there are obviously side bets and props that the players can throw out uh, to each other at any point during the match. You know, um, hey, I, I bet you don't birdie this hole or I bet you won't hit this fairway or I bet you can't get up and down from there or closest to the flag or blah 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 uh and, and Tiger and Phil are pro golf gamblers that there will be some great there will, there will be some great great bets being made and all of the side bets and prop dollars come out of their pocket that is actually money they lose and and the money goes to the charity of the other of, you know whoever stands whoever's standing with the most money at the end you know they're getting the money and it's going to their charity um, so that's, so that's pretty, that, that's okay. Like that'll, that'll be fun. I, I, we'll get into some opinions of this in just a second. Cause I want to, I want to get into, I want to like make sure we get the format right. Um, there, there was a late breaking development today. I watched the entire 40 minute Bleacher Report press conference with Tiger and Phil present. Uh, and it was quite interesting, but, but Phil came out swinging when someone asked about the prop bets, which, by the way, if you watch that, <laughs> if you, it, it just goes to show you that the media needs a major overhaul. Like, <laughs> as, much as, I, as much as I 
as as much as sometimes like like barstool, there are things about barstool that I don't really care for. But there are a lot of things about barstool that the need the media need they, that we we need a refresher. Like I watched the whole forty minute thing. There was only about fifteen or sixteen members of the media in there. They all if you if if you put your stereotypical Phil Mickelson fan poster on a wall, every one of them looked just like that guy. <laughs> And they were all asking the lamest questions and just the most dumb, you know, softball. One guy, one guy, this guy, I don't know came through this, this, the Periscope screen. One guy was like, could, could both of you guys, could both of you guys, you know, you've had long careers, could both of you guys define excellence in, in, in your careers and what, it, what excellence with what you've done, how long you've done it, with what that means to you? I'm like, Really? Like that's what we're asking for the match is to have Tiger yeah. and Phil tell us what they think excellence is. Oh, guess what? You're about to get. You're about to get a very, a very duh answer. Like just, just a stupid question. And, that, and he wasn't the only one. But there was just a lot of dumb questions like that. The best question asked was the very last one, and it was by uh, an SB Nation guy who who maybe looked the most unlike a typical Phil supporter. Um. He 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 asked about um, this opening the door to more betting on golf and talked about um, you know what this what this means and Phil really took the answer of course I mean he's an insider trader Phil right um, he took the answer and ran with it and just talked about how much he thinks golf betting and fantasy he said fantasy golf is the future and he's talked about like what this does for it and how important it is for it and how this is kind of laying the foundation and how they want to keep looking at ways to expand this and how obviously it brings more people to the game and it engages people at a different level like fantasy football did. Like his answer was fantastic. And that was a great question. That was the only really great question. So anyway, all that to say, I got I got sidetracked. At one point he was asked about prop bets. So Phil went ahead and made a prop bet on the spot. Uh, it was probably scripted, but he did it. Um, and told told uh, told told Tiger that he would bet a hundred thousand dollars he birdies the first hole, and everybody like you know all the the fifteen Phil whack jobs were like oh I mean you could hear the erections in the crowd they were so excited about this oh and and, and it calms down and Tiger's like why don't you let's double it. <laughs> And so now it's up to two two hundred grand. And you know, of course, Phil pauses for a second, and goes, "You guys see me bait him in like that? You see me just bait him in, you know?" And of course, they then they kiss Phil, Phil's ring again. But uh, yeah, so right now there is already a two hundred thousand dollar prop bet on Phil birdieing the first hole or not between the two of them. So there's going to be some action. There's going to be some action flying around, and, and that's the first that we've seen of it. Pretty interesting stuff. Um, all right, we've already said we love the pre-show. Uh, I don't even know what it's going to be or when it, what they're going to. I'm just going to love hearing Samuel L. Jackson, and Charles Barkley talk about golf. Um, so that's going to be great. Let's talk about this this whole thing because there's a lot of opinions flying around. It's it's been quite a polarizing event. People either thinking that it's fantastic and they can't wait to spend the twenty bucks on the pay-per-view, or people saying there, I, there is no way in hell I'm going to pay $20 to watch this stupid exhibition. Pat, which side of the argument are you on? And, and what are your most convincing reasons to be on that side of the argument? 
Well, for one, I'm definitely going to watch it. And I'm excited to watch it. I mean, we haven't ever seen anything like this uh, in golf. And you could say, well, this should have happened 15 years ago or whatever. Well, it doesn't matter. It's happening right now. And in my eyes, there's nothing going – I mean, I I know you've got got some college football going on on Friday. I mean, really, once Thursday starts here with Thanksgiving, you got a huge NFL slate with three big games – and then, and then you got some college football that starts Saturday. But none of it's, I mean, none of the really good college football. You, you know, here we are. We're SEC guys. We're, we're, uh, we're Bulldog fans, and we, we, are, we bleed just red and black, but also college football. We love it. I mean, that's what it is in the South. And, but there's just nothing really great anyway on Friday. And I want to see this. I want to see a side of golf that you don't ever get to see. I mean, you don't see – the the mic'd up players the whole entire round the, you know the mic'd up caddies uh, everything else the banter that goes back and forth between the players because it happens I mean it happens in regular tour events but you never get to see it and we're gonna get to see it firsthand now some of it may be kind of canned a little bit I think you may get I mean you look at the press conference some of that was sort of over the top I'm hoping it's not entirely that way the entire time I mean I hope that there's some real actual ribbing going on and not just trying to be, you know, make it a show. But it's, I think if you're a golf fan and you love golf and you want to see just a little bit of different side, a side that we'd never get to see, why would you not want to watch this? And it's $20. I mean, good Lord. I I spend $20 a week on a box of wine. (laughs) So, I mean... I can sacrifice a box of wine for some Tiger Phil. I mean, I, I just don't. I don't. I don't get the 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 anti, you know, feelings towards this. And if you don't want to watch it, fine, whatever. I don't care. But it's that's your thing. But hell, I love. Yeah, I mean, like I, I love the skins match on Thanksgiving back growing up. I, I love that stuff. It was great. Yeah, I'm too young for that. I don't even remember. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, you are. I mean, what? Think about all the other sh- bullshit you spend twenty dollars on in a week. I mean, you, you spend twenty dollars on a movie ticket that you may or may not be may or may not be as good as advertised for an hour and a half, and then and you're gonna overpay for the popcorn and drinks. Like, there's just so much garbage that we spend twenty dollars on, and to see people who even casually like golf say there is no chance they're watching this, it's just stupid. And then people who claim to be actual golf fans and like really into golf, I don't understand how you don't support it and you don't watch it and you don't you're not interested in it. But here's the thing, like, accept it for what it is. It's not a PGA tour event. And it's not Tiger and Phil in their prime. And it's, you know, it's not their own money at stake. It's not their own nine million dollars at stake. Okay. You know, I, I think I think there are a lot of ways it could have been it could be more interesting. I think take away the nine million dollars. And just say whoever loses gets a tattoo of the other, saying, you know, if Tiger loses, Tiger. Phil beat me in the match, and it's got to go, like, on his shoulder blade or something. Like, I don't care. Like, a tattoo. I think it should be, like, like if, if Phil wins, you know, like, it has to be, like, you know, Tiger is my bitch. <laughs> no, you mean, I'm, I'm Phil's, I'm Phil's bitch. The tattoo. Yeah, his, I'm yeah. Phil's bitch, yeah. Yeah, or like, okay, if you lose, it's like it's like playing for uh, it's like Bushwood playing for titles of cars in Caddyshack. If if you lose, 
you give me the title to your jet. If I lose, I give you my title to my jet. Like stuff like that would have been way better. Okay, but it's just not there. So move on. It, the the money thing is the least of the attractive part of this whole thing. It has no, that's it, like the it's the dumbest part of the it whole has thing. Nothing it's to most, do with it. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's um. It's about something different involving golf that's generating excitement that is laying the foundation for possibly greater things to come. And I think the biggest argument, other than just it's freaking $20, like shut the hell up and spend $20 and quit like quit acting like $20 is such a big deal for you to sit around, eat your leftovers, scratch your balls, sit on the couch and like do nothing. Like that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. You so but but other than the $20, the next biggest thing is what else are you going to do? There is zero college basketball worth watching at 3 o'clock Eastern on that day. You mentioned the college football. I mean, Arkansas-Missouri is the best game I can find. There's UVA, <laughs> that Virginia Tech. That's even laughable. Yeah, there, there's UVA, Virginia Tech. Oh, Oregon plays at 4 o'clock, but they play against 2-9 and nine Oregon State. Maybe UCF-USF at 4-15. Maybe. But then the other two games that night that are good games against with ranked opponents – or don't start till 8 p.m. You're not going to miss it. There's no NFL on NBA. There's literally one game that that's going to interfere with that uh, with that uh, with that timeline. It's the Grizzlies and the Clippers. Okay, so tell me what you're watching at three o'clock that you can't spend twenty dollars to see this thing. Like, what are you doing? Are you if are you shopping? Are you Black Friday shopping? Is that are you one of those silent? Are you the silent part of the silent majority? You just go, you go on Black Black Friday shop. You just don't want anybody to know about it. So you're just gonna sit around, and be grumpy, and tell people you're gonna sit and sit, you know, watch. sitting on those couches in like the middle of the mall between like all the stores, and you're just like looking at your phone. Yeah. That's what you're gonna be doing. It's just stupid. Like there is nothing else for you to do unless you have like family. I get like that thing. Like I talked to a buddy today that we both know. He's like, man, I do this thing every Friday. We do or Every Friday after Thanksgiving, we go Christmas tree shopping. We get our Christmas tree. We decorate our house for Christmas. It's a full affair. It's going to suck. Like He wants to watch it, but he can't. You know, stuff like that, I get it. But if you literally have nothing to do, I don't understand. We're talking I, I general understand. public here, too. Like, if, if you have – like, if Georgia was playing Georgia Tech, which we play that game on Saturday – if they were playing that game at, at three o'clock on on Friday, then of course. I'd, so, like all the, you know, the folks out there, if you if your team, if you've got some skin in the game with your team, I get that. But we're talking in in a, you know kind of a broad stroke here, just in general. What else are you gonna watch? And if you love golf, why would you not try to check it out just to even? And we have no. I mean, it's not like we're getting anything for telling people to watch it. Yeah, but. Yeah. I mean, why would you not watch it just to see what it is? Just to, it's like, I mean, who knows? It could be, right now, everybody, it seems like, in a general standpoint, is just totally thinks it's just going to be awful and stupid and whatever else. It could, I think it's going to, you know, I think it's going to surprise a lot of folks. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty good. I mean, just being able to, okay. A lot of this banter back and forth is going to be very contrived and very staged and dramatic. I get go ahead and go ahead and go ahead and get that in your mind. I think some of it is going to be real, but I think a lot of it's going to be that. Okay, so if if you think, oh well, that's going to suck. Okay, fine. At at least we're going to hear for maybe eighteen holes, probably not, but maybe eighteen holes. 
we're going to hear Tiger and Joe LaCava and Phil and Tim Mickelson work a golf course to the best of their ability, which we don't ever hear. We, we hear little snippets here and there. Like we hear, you know, some, some conversation here and there, but we don't ever get to hear the full player caddy conversation for an entire round of golf on the PJ Tour at that level from players like this. And we're going to get to hear them work through playing Shadow Creek. <coughs> Which that alone is worth twenty bucks to me. It is. That's really cool. You don't get to. See, I mean, <laughs> Tiger is the. You know. I mean, it's, at one point for a long, long time, the number one golfer in the world, one of the most you know polarizing golfers out there, and Mickelson as well. These are two guys who talk a lot on the golf course, but with their caddies and whatever else. And we are going to get to get an inside look at that. I mean, it's that's incredible. I, I'm. I cannot freaking wait to see it. So I was watching. I watched the the HBO show last week. There was a pre-show called Twenty Four Seven on uh, HBO last week. Did you? You didn't get to watch it, did you, Pat? I did not. No. Okay. I watched it. It was very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. They, they follow Tiger around for a couple days. He's practicing at the Medalist Club in Florida in his hometown by himself, literally by himself. It's like him and the camera crew in a golf cart playing medalist, talk, answering questions, hitting golf shots, all this stuff. Phil is on his is on his jet flying with Tim Mickelson, and it looked like four other people, probably like his CPA, his bookie, his, you know, uh, massage therapist, know, probably a bunch of people. Um, <laughs> and, and, and he flies to Shadow Creek and, and plays Shadow Creek. By the way, fi- find someone that looks at you the way Phil, Phil looks out of his window on the tarmac in Las Vegas, and you found, you found, the, you found the one. Um, <laughs> and, and Phil is literally playing Shadow Creek and grinding. I mean, like, talking to Tim about the angle, and, the angle off the tee here. If I cut the corner, how, how, um, how wide is my landing area if I cut the corner? Can I hit driver? Do I need to scale back and hit a three-wood here? You know, what about if the pin's over here? Can I attack from this place? Like, he's, he's working through Shadow Creek with Tim Mickelson on this, on this, on this show. And, uh, but there's also a lot of banter, and they're already talking trash to each other. And let me tell you this. Phil is, Phil's got some comedy in him. Like, he's going to be funny. There's going to be some moments where you laugh. I don't care if it's made up and, or, like, contrived and, like, forced or somewhat scripted. It's still going to be funny. Phil is pretty good. He, he, he actually feels one or the other. He's like he he either sends a total missile at, at Tiger that's really good and funny, or he totally dad jokes it, and it's the worst thing you've ever <laughs> yeah, heard. Yeah, I can see there that. There is zero in between. I mean, there was zero in between on this twenty four seven thing. I watched the whole thing. Like the, there were some that were just missiles, and I was like, oh, that is brilliant. And then there was others that was like, God, Phil, that is literally the worst. That is just the most fat overweight white dad joke you could have possibly made um and then tiger is not great at 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 talking shit he's just not he's kind of not he's never really had to be he just bludgeons you to death with his golf game so he's not great and and phil's mission will be to get to like to like just just prod and poke the bear the entire time which is going to be interesting. See, I think Tiger's going to surprise you, you. I think Tiger's going to surprise you in this. Well, in the twenty four seven thing and at the press conference, he did not. He he was he is not a. I'm not saying he like back backs down or cowers, but he does not shit talk. No, but I think it changes on the course. That's 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 what I think. 
Well, um, I mean, a couple of a couple of uh, <laughs> a couple of heaters from Phil. I gotta I gotta give you these quotes. <laughs> Sorry, he's 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 playing Shadow Creek, talking to Tim. By the way, total alpha move by Phil. Phil is driving a golf cart. Okay, his golf clubs are on the golf cart that he is driving, one foot behind his head. Every shot they showed, he would park. And it didn't matter how close his golf ball was to the golf cart. He would park and holler at Tim, who was in a different golf cart, to go grab his clubs, his club and bring it to him. (laughs) (laughs) Even on the tee box, though. Hold on. There's a clip on the tee box where he knows he's about to hit driver. And he doesn't get out of the golf cart and grab his driver and walk up to the the tee box six feet in front of him. He gets out of the golf cart, walks to the tee box, and then Tim brings his driver to him, which is the most alpha move possible but uh he he hits driver on this on this one hole i mean he just rips it and and he's mic'd up and he goes that really is a hellacious seed there (laughs) 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 and then somebody said uh somebody said do you think there's going to be swearing on uh during this because you know it's what you know it's pay-per-view and his answer is Shit, yeah. There's always swearing with Tiger, whether it's pay-per-view or not. <laughs> uh, I'm just telling you, man, the, the back and forth is going to be really good. It's going to be really entertaining. Um, there, there's some, some good, compelling reasons to watch, that's for sure. They're going to have some you know, real-time, hole-by-hole statistics being displayed on the screen graphics-wise that uh, they're going to be able to forecast like the probability of outcomes during the match for betting and stuff like that purposes. So it's going to be just something a production that we don't ever see. We've not we've not seen anything like this before. So come off the twenty bucks and shut the hell up. All right, <laughs> let's get into let's get into the prop bets here. <clears throat> Pat, we have our friends at MyBookie. I tweeted this out earlier. MyBookie.ag are phenomenal. Here's what happened. Basically, there were like four Tiger Phil prop bets on the website as of today. All we have to do is like text our friends at MyBookie and be like, hey, we really think our listeners would love to bet on more prop bets. Can you guys give us some more? Like, here's some ideas. Here's some others we've seen somewhere else. Do you think you could make it happen in time for our show tonight? Within four hours, they add about 16 prop bets. Within four hours. There are now about 19 to 20 total bets that you can make on the Tiger Phil match on mybookie.ag, which is just one reason why I love these guys. Like, they care so much about their their consumers. I don't care if their odds aren't always the best. Like, I, I if you can go get a number, a, a guy for the RSM at thirty to one, but I'm paying you know twenty eight to one. I don't care if the experience is that good, and the customer service is that good, and the online site and the mobile site is that good. I will take it. All, I will. I will eat the two the the two extra points all day long, and that's if that even is happening. But it's it's probably not because their odds are pretty spot on. I, I just I'm really appreciative of my bookie. We want to give them a big shout out here. And listen, if you guys uh, have not already, go set up an account mybookie.ag. Okay, if you deposit at least forty five bucks, forty five bucks is all I got to do, and use promo code Tour Junkies when you sign up. All one word. All one word, Tour Junkies, when you sign up, you get a 50% deposit bonus, free money on that $45. Bucks. So you'd, get, you'd, have, you'd then have $90 in your account. If you deposit $500 into that, 
then you now have $750 in your account. Use the promo code Tour Junkies when you sign up and you can get that. We'd really appreciate it. My bookie would appreciate it. If you have opened an account and not yet deposited anything, you can still get the bonus if you use the promo code when you signed up. But you got to put 45 bucks in the account to get it going and bet on some of these props. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to have a great, great time with it. By the way, Pat, I do have to tell you, can I, can I talk about this Thanksgiving Day bet? Have you heard about this? I have not, actually. You mentioned something to me earlier, but I hadn't looked into it yet. So our, while, I was, while I was talking to our boys at my bookie today, they said, hey, do your listeners know about the Thanksgiving Day free play? And I said, I don't know what that is. You can bet, okay? Like, I think it's up to, two, don't, don't quote me on that. I think it's up to $250. No, that's it. On, I think that is it. On, okay, on the spread of the Lions-Bears game, the 1230 game on Thanksgiving Day. Pick one side. If you bet both sides, they're going to cancel your bet. But you can pick one side. The Bears or the, or the Lions. Right now the line is minus three Bears plus three Lions. Pick a side up to $250. If you win, great. You win. You get your money. If you lose, they literally refund you whatever amount you bet up to $250. If you bet $1,000 on it and you lose, they're going to give you $250 back. If you bet $50 on it and you lose, they're going to give you $50 back. If you bet $250 and you win, you're going to get whatever it pays out. Uh, right now, uh, the Bears are minus 120, the Lions are plus 100. Like, it's, it's, free, it's a free play. It is literally a free play up to $250. And any of our listeners who have already got a MyBookie account can bet on this and get that deal. And any new listeners can bet on it and get that deal. Literally anyone can, can bet on it right now. But you have to pick only the spread, not the money line or the total. Um, it can't be in a parlay. You can't bet both sides. You're just picking bears or lions with the spread. If it hits, boom. Great, great play by my bookie. Big fans of those guys. Yeah, I love it. So we we've got like 18 to 19 prop bets that I want to go through, and maybe you know we'll spend more time on some than others. But we'll pick some of our favorites. I've already put money on 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 the ones I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put money on unless you convince me otherwise. But you ready to get get on this? Are you, do you have my bookie pulled up, Pat? Yeah, I know. I'm ready to go. Let's let's roll here. Now, I do think we need to wait till the end to pick, who, you know, the the, the straight up winner bet. Ah, okay. I don't okay. want to do that right off the bat. Well, let's go down to the bottom then. Let's okay. go all the way to the bottom. All right. Bet number one: Will there be a playoff? Yes, at plus four four hundred, so four to one, um, or no minus seven hundred. Personally, I will not be betting on this one. I'm not going to touch this one. I don't. Now, do I want it to go to the 18th hole? Mainly because the 18th hole at Shadow Creek is a beautiful hole. Just an absolutely gorgeous hole. Fantastic hole. Uh, So I hope that it does go to 18. But that's more just personal feeling, uh, which you should never do when you're you're looking at betting. So I I think I'm just going to stay off of that one. I have no interest in it. Same. That one. Well, the the next bet up is will there will they play the 18th hole? Yes at plus 140, no at minus 200. Again, for me, it's going to be a no, but I'm not going to bet that, and I'm just going to avoid this one because same. My, okay, yeah, I'm gonna just don't like it. Uh, will the match get closed out before the 16th hole? Yes is minus 140, no is plus 110. Mm. I kind of like this one. 
I, I, I kind of like this from from a nose standpoint. I do, I do too, because it's got to be closed. That means it's got to be closed out by the fifteenth. Yeah. So then t- somebody's got to win, what four and three, or or three up. Yeah, yeah, or three. So yeah, I, yeah. I would say yeah. I I think this I just one, think it's going to be closer than that. Yeah. So I like the no there. I like the 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 plus plus one ten is the number there. I would take the no. Um. We're about to get into the ones that I really like now. <laughs> okay, here here's one. Um, how many? T- this is I love my bookie for this. How many times will Tiger say the f bomb in the match? It's gonna be mic'd up the whole time. We should be able to hear everything. How many times will he say it in the match? The over under is at four and a half. Both sides are at minus one twenty. Um. All right. So you're asking me first. Are you gonna bet this one? I'm hammering the over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, listen. If you've if you've seen Tiger in person, which I've seen quite a bit, yeah. uh, especially at the Masters, the dude has a potty mouth, and he says the f bomb a lot. He says GD a lot. I just feel like you're gonna get if he hits five bad shots. Well, let's just say he's going to hit probably six or seven bad shots, and most of those are probably going to be a f bomb afterwards. So I don't know. I like the over there. I'm, I'm going to hammer the over. I think I'm going to take the under. I think I'm going to take the under, and I and I agree with you. I've I've also been around Tiger in person, seen him play in person enough to know. Yes, that is that is true. However, I think you can throw out probably the first four holes. Because I think the first four holes is just all about getting in it, kind of like I think it's going to take him a minute to like settle in and really like he's coming in the sink so confident and like Phil's going to have to get up on him, which I think could take a little bit for him to get to the point where he's pushed that far that he's going to say it on you know completely mic'd up because that's the difference. Like yeah, he, obviously Tiger knows the camera's always on him, but. It's different when the microphone is literally on your belt and up your shirt. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're going to hear cuss words. I mean, even Phil said shit yet. If, have you heard Tiger on the, f- I feel like we're going to hear words. See, this I is, don't know that the F-bomb is going to come as frequently as normal when that microphone is running up his shirt. See, I kind of think the opposite a little bit, though, because this is the first time we've ever seen anything like this on on TV, pay-per-view, whatever else. They've got the avenue to be able to cuss as much as they want to. I think it's almost going to be over, like overdone with the cussing because they never... See, that, I don't think so. That never happens what, what? On, on a PGA Tour event, and it's just... I, I don't know. I feel like we're going to... You're going to see more more cuss words, more whatever else because of the fact that it's pay-per-view, that it's never, you know. I, I don't okay, think but think about this. Think about this. They're not, not trying to protect not... the game of golf. I'll put it that way. Don't don't go there yeah, with me. Yeah, but at the same time, at the same time though, there are a lot of sponsorship dollars in this thing, right? And uh, at least 9 million and way more than that uh, when you think about what it's taken to put this together. And I I would be willing to bet that there are a list of words they are they are fine with them saying, and there are a list of words that they basically don't want them to, to say. Like, 
Not saying you can't, but I'm sure Capital One doesn't want this thing to be a GD F-bomb littered production. And so I just think, and I think that's why the number is surprisingly low. I think sites know that. So I think I, I like the under on four and a half for that reason. Okay. Nice. A little split decision here. That being said, I'm not going to bet it. I don't, I'm I'm not as I, I'm not as loaded no. That's not as one that I'm like confident in. I'm not. I'm not as money. loaded as I'd like to be to take a minus one twenty on that. Yeah. Now I do um, say I, I will put some money there. I guess I, I just I, I said hammering the over because I think that's the mo- thing I'm most confident in. But it's not like I'm. You know, this is not my favorite bet that we're we're going to talk about. That's for sure. All right. How many times will Tiger twirl his club? Over under is set at seven and a half. The over is the favorite. Minus 150, the under is the dog at plus 110. In my opinion, I feel like he's going to take every single opportunity to do the club twirl that he possibly yeah. can. So, now I don't like... I think it's over. I think it's over. I don't know if I like the odds at minus 150. I think that's... Correct, yeah. It's not something I really just... I don't gravitate towards, but I think it is going to be the over. Is going to be... If, if you like that one, I, I would take the over. These next these next ones are are interesting. So the, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not betting on that one either. Um, will Phil record a three putt? Yes. Is it plus three hundred? No. Is it minus five hundred? I like both of these actually uh, because um, I'm gonna get. St- you mean both of these in that Tiger will record? A I'm gonna step putt. ahead of you, yeah, a little bit because I, you know Tiger is the next one up that he'll record a three putt at plus two hundred. And then Mickelson at plus 300. I, I think during the course of a round, you're usually going to see a three-putt, especially in a format like this where, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to be forced to make a, a putt that you might not normally have to. I don't know. I just think I think it's going to happen for both of them. So I'm going to put a little little coin on, on it to happen to, to each of them. Uh, and who knows? Maybe it, I, I think they're both going to hit. So. I, I don't think I don't think I'm gonna put money on Tiger doing it, but I will put I, I will put a little a unit or two on Phil doing it. I'm still not gonna put much. I don't I don't love it because here's the thing: like they're gonna make these they're gonna put these pins in relatively easy easy spot. Th- these pins are not gonna be like tucked. No, they're they, not. These are I do be, agree with these that. These are gonna be but... like fire at fire at them kind of pins. And while this is a really nice course, it's you know it's it's not a PGA Tour course. These guys should shoot eight or nine under. Uh, you know, I think that's what's going to win. If you if you played all eighteen holes and k- took every score, I think eight or nine would be what they would shoot. I, I don't. You know, Phil has Phil's got some experience out here. Um, I, I I don't think it's likely, but I do like the dog number on that just for the heck of it. Because again, like you said, in the pressure situation, I can see Phil being the more aggressive putter running one by five or six feet, having to make a comeback or to push, um, and and maybe missing one of those. So I, I get that. But I don't think Tiger does it. Um, all right, I have money on this next one. Who will have the most birdies, Tiger at minus 250 or Phil at plus 175? Um. 
Well, you said you had money on it, and I'm probably going to have money on it as well. And for me, it's going to be Mickelson at plus 175. Here's the thing. You know, Mickelson doesn't always win tournaments like Tiger does, but Mickelson can freaking make birdies. He's aggressive yep. as all get out. He is going to be as aggressive as you can possibly be uh, in this match. Now, he may not win it. I'm not saying he's going to win it. But I think he's going to make more birdies. So I will go with, with Phil. I will put some some coin down at plus 175. I like it. He's a birdie maker. For, the, I mean. for that same reason, everything you just said, that is why I put coin down on Phil as well. I like the plus number. Uh, the next bet, will there be an eagle? Yes at plus 700. 7 to 1 there. Or no, minus 1,500. Now, we, we probably should have mentioned this to begin with. Um. If you play this course at the championship yardage, it plays about 7,560, 7,560 yards, a par 72, so four par fives, four par threes. Now, Tiger and Phil in the press conference today said that they do have some up tees, that they're not going to play this thing super all the way back. You're also in Vegas, so you have altitude, which makes the ball go a little further. In other words, this is not an overly long track. Um... I think a couple of the par fives, actually three, to me, three of the four par fives are likely going to be reachable if you find the fairway for both of these guys. Uh, it looks like number 16 can play all the way beyond 600 yards. I don't know how far they'll set it. Um, so you've got some eagle opportunity there. There's also a really short par four. The 11th uh, is a short one. Yeah, it's uh, And I don't – yeah. Um, so – you know, at, at a plus, you know, at a seven to one number, I don't mind. I don't mind taking that 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 bet on the eagle. I think that could happen. I think as aggressive as these guys will be, um, I, I think that's one happen. of my Is favorite. It? It's one of my favorite bets out there. <laughs> I don't think it's a lock, but it's but not I, a lock. I, I but like I, it. it is one of my favorite bets, and probably the one bet I will put the most money on as far as a prop concerned. If it, you know, not mm. head to head. Interesting. Okay. Nice. Um, all right, next bet. Will there be a hole-in-one? Now, talking through the scorecard, your first par three at the championship distance is 202. Your next one is 200. Your next one after that is 257. And then you get a shorty on number 17 at 154. So even if the tees are moved up a little bit on these first three, not very likely. And on 17, I, I, I just think this. I think this is kind of a sucker bet. I mean, obviously... The odds are enormous on it, so you can. Um, so the yes number is seventy-five to one. The no is uh, minus a hundred or mi- minus ten thousand. So, so minus a hundred <coughs> to one. I'm I'm not gonna touch this one. Yeah, I I actually they had this one up earlier. I got it at eighty to one. I put a little bit on it just because. I'm a sucker, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, I mean, if I do think. Here's like the thing: I think you know, with eagles and everything else, I think they're going to set these pins up fairly easy, where these guys can you know back it up into the pin or whatever. I think there's there there. It's going to be set up for birdies. That is for sure. And uh, even on the ones that are like 200 yards, I mean that that that's no that's nothing for these guys anymore. I mean, we look at a 200 yard par three and we're like, gosh, crap, I got to pull out my hybrid or something or I do you, you don't but I do and these guys look at a 200 yard par three and it's it's a it's still you know six six iron 
seven iron, maybe five iron, which I would feel like. Yeah, I'd but have how many hole in ones on a on a on a six seven iron par three do you see on the PGA Tour with tens of thousands of guys shooting at it? No, all? I mean, I, but I think it's worth throwing a, a small dollar amount flyer okay. on. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're not like put five bucks on it just to just okay. if it happens, you're you're loving it, but. All right, next one. I, I have action on this next one. Will Phil hit the fairway on the first hole? Um, so I watched the press conference today. I mentioned that. he When they made the prop bet on will Phil birdie it, Tiger said, after he, after he doubled it, Tiger goes, oh, yeah, there's water up the left. Let me tell you, Phil's going to hit this. When he loses that driver, he loses it to the left. It's going to have this little... This little fading little cut shot, he's gonna be he's gonna be in trouble. There's no way he birdies it. And Phil responds and says, No, 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 no. It's a short par four. It's a four hundred yard par four. I can hit iron off of that tee, have a nice little you know, I'm I'm one of the better iron players in the world. I can have a short iron in my hand. I'm I'm on it. So if Phil was not just posturing there, which it is a short par four. Um, the 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 championship distance is four fifteen, but if you go to the website, it can play as little as like three seventy five. So, if Phil was being honest there, that he's his plan is to hit an iron off that tee and just hit a little cut shot. There is water down the left hand side, so if he just hits a little cut there, I like his odds better of hitting the fairway with an iron in hand. So I'm going to take the yes. Phil will hit the fairway on the first hole at minus one thirty. The no is minus one ten. Uh, yeah, I don't really have. I'm not gonna play this bet, so I don't. Re- I don't really care. <laughs> well, Tiger hit the fairway on the first hole. I'm not gonna play that one. But the yes is minus 200, and the no is plus 140. See, I feel strongly about this one. I think it's gonna be a no. I think you. This is one of, another one of my favorite bets. That Tiger never hits the first fairway. Never. <laughs> in a, in an event where there's like, I mean, I know there's not a whole lot of pressure because it's. It's a it's a kind of a pay per view whatever event, but I, I I just feel like I love that bet. I'm gonna take the no. No, I don't like that bet. I'm not taking that one. I think he hits the first fairway. Um, I do like this bet to win the most cash on side bets. They're both at minus one twenty. I already think Tiger's gonna be two hundred grand up after number one because the odds of Phil Birdie in number one not great. Um, so I would put my, I got money on Tiger Woods at minus 120. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking this one. Okay. Um, let's skip, let's go to, uh, first player to go one up. Tiger goes first at minus 130 or Phil goes one up at plus 100. I'm not really touching this one either. Um, a lot of these I, up here, I'm not, I'm not really... Huge. Yeah, there's another one that Tiger takes the lead first. Phil takes the lead first. Tiger's at minus yeah, one. Yeah, I feel like that's just Phil's being degenerate. That one. Yeah, <laughs> but what what are we talking about yeah. here? We're degenerate. And, uh, the the first hole. There's uh, Tiger wins the first hole at plus two thirty five. Phil wins it at plus two eighty five, or a tie is the favorite at minus one thirty. You gonna touch that one? I'm not. I think it's gonna be a tie, but I don't like the odds there. So. Okay, same. All right, these next two are the last two, and they're big ones. Tiger versus Phil to lead after nine holes. Tiger at minus 140, Phil at plus 170, or a draw at plus 500, five to one. What are you doing? 
Well, I think the the draw bet at plus five hundred is the one that's gonna would would draw people in, for hey, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not gonna touch that one. I, I think that's the sucker bet actually. I, so I think though I do like Phil Mickelson leading after the first nine holes, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna mm-hmm. take that one at plus one seventy. I, I think that's a good number. Now I I don't think um, I, well. I'm, telling you who I think is going to win. I think Tiger's going to win. But I think uh, Mickelson could be in the lead after nine holes. And so I'm going to I'm going to go with that one. Total agreement here. I, I, like you, think Phil's going to win. Mine is a little more calculated of a decision. I looked at satellite images of Shadow Creek. On the oh, front my nine. God. You... On the front nine, par fours and fives off the tee, you have one, I think one or two more holes where it's it requires a lefty to hit a cut, um, and I think that favors Phil off the tee a little more than the back nine does, where it will require uh, more of a straight ball or a draw from from Phil's left hand side. So off the tee, I think the front nine will suit his eye a little better, and I think he'll want to come out aggressive, come out swinging. So I like the plus one seventy number after nine holes for that reason. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, last bet, outright winner. Who's going to win? Tiger at minus 225, Phil at plus 175. You said you think Tiger's going to win. Are you betting Tiger here? I'm not betting Tiger. I do think he's going to win, so I'm just going to I I'm a I'm just going to go with the props that I've talked about and I'm going to kind of steer away from this number cuz I don't like really what you have kind of in the spread here, but I I I think Tiger's going to win. Total agreement here, too. Yeah, I I think Phil has – I like the – I mean, obviously we're betting a lot of dogs here. Um, We don't have huge bankrolls to bet all these favorite bets. But I I do think that – you know, I I do think Tiger wins, but I think Phil's going to give him a run for his money. I think it's going to be close. But So I'm not going to bet that one either. So there you go. There's your prop bets from my bookie and the Tiger-Phil match preview. Pat, anything else to add on the Tiger-Phil match? I think we've discussed it at nausea. Okay. Yeah, really. Don't forget the mybookie.ag deal. Promo code Tour Junkies, all one word when you sign up. Um, we got the Hero podcast next week, which is stupid, but we're going to do it. There's 18 players in the Bahamas. That's next it's Tigers week. Tigers event. I think it's next week. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the last like tournament preview of the year. After that, we've got two really good interviews coming at you. Dwayne Bach is the first one that's coming. Uh, we'll release a Dwayne Bach full interview we had with him. It's about 30, 40 minutes talking about caddying, talking about kids, some good stuff there. Um, we, I know we shared a little bit from, from Bach on the RSM podcast. That, that was just talking about the RSM and Sea Island. We took that out, we'll have the full interview with Bach on the week after the hero. And then after that, after that, we have a fantastic interview with none other than Eric Anders Lang, the host of Scratch TV's Adventures in Golf, also the host of the Eric Anders Lang podcast and video blog on YouTube. He's just a fantastic dude, incredible perspective, um, been around the game a bunch here lately, making waves, lives in L.A. We, we interviewed him. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal, fantastic content. You're really going to like that one. So that's coming up, and then that's our year. So there you go. Um, the last thing I'll say is this. We need chunk and run questions. You guys have not done a great job on that. I'm just going to be honest. I'm gonna, if Listener, I'm going to give you some feedback. You guys are not sending us 
enough chunk and run questions. Like we have a little a little database, but it, it's not great. We need we need more. We need better chunk and Why run. Why don't questions. you explain to the listener what what we need then? All right. Well, email us info at tourjunkies.com. Okay, info at tourjunkies.com, or you can go to tourjunkies.com and click on the contact page, fill that out. The chunk question is anything golf related. Okay. Ask us about fantasy golf, about golf betting, about how we do stuff, about real golf, about something we think about the PGA Tour, about anything that has anything to do with golf is the chunk question. The run question is anything that is not golf, okay? So, you know, um, it could literally be anything. Um, Just don't make it something that's, you know, going to be too personal where I end up getting grumpy and got to take two weeks off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or or like yeah, or something that's just gonna like be damning for us, and we're gonna yeah. But get creative. Let's get wild with it a little bit. Let's have some fun. Yeah, with it. Like, yeah. Let's, let's do this. We're getting some boring ass questions. I'm just gonna be honest with you. We get some boring ass. Ask some in risky the, in the data shit. Bank. Huh? I said they need. We need to be asked some risky shit, <laughs> but not like. There's a fine line. Okay, but yeah, but yeah, just go there and we'll choose it. Risky, but not risque. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Pat, you didn't get near as hammered at this for this podcast as I thought you would. No, I I, I brought a bottle of wine up here and I finished it, but it uh, I guess it wasn't enough. Your tolerance is building. Your tolerance is building <laughs> week after week. Yeah. So. Oh God. All right, thanks guys. Thanks for listening to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast for the Tiger Phil match. We appreciate it. Hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know we just we just got mad at y'all, but we're actually really thankful for you guys. So there you go. All right. That's it. See ya. Out.